Ribbon Content presents Batman the Audio Adventures. An alley, a pistol, an orphan. This Sunday night on Gotham City One's award-winning docuseries, Ghosts of Gotham, the Thomas and Martha Wayne murders 20 years later. Relive the night that has been called our rude awakening from the dream of a better God. We interrupt this broadcast for a breaking news report from Gotham City One. Gotham City One. This is Jack Ryder, live in downtown Gotham outside GCPD headquarters. It is hard to describe the scene. Is it a street party? Is it a terrorist mob? The so-called bat signal on the roof of police HQ is wheeling and gyrating in a multicolored display to the throbbing beat of an incredibly loud electronic dance track. All the lights in the GCPD tower are pulsing and strobing. Is it a mere malfunction or is it sinister sabotage? Whatever it is, it's inspired a mob of apparently intoxicated young people to have a violent dance party in the street out front. You know, let's talk to, excuse me, excuse me, would you say a few words for the? <laughs> hey man, you're Jack Ryder. Yes, yes, can you tell us why you? Oh, have you heard? Joker is love, baby. Excuse me, what did you? The Joker is love, daddy-o. Joker loves Gotham City. Joker loves me. Joker loves you. <laughs> Joker loves Jack Ryder. Oh, well, no, don't say it. The Joker loves Jack Ryder and Gotham City One. Please don't say that. That is uh, not an official endorsement. I do not accept the endorsements of any mass murders. People know that hey, about me. Hey, Gotham City, good news. Don't take. You'll never be lonely again. Give me. This Valentine's Day. In the dark purple dawn. Okay. Joker takes me. He takes you. you. He takes the whole dang city in. Holy, Holy matrimony, Batman. Batman. <laughs> uh, mania. There's no other word for it. And I think we all know who is responsible. This reporter can now confirm that the rumors are true. The city is on alert for an impending attack by the Joker on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Stay tuned to Gotham City One for the latest developments. Gotham, a city of 12 million devils dancing on the head of a pin. Join us now for a tale of life and death in Gotham City, February 8th. After a few days return to the state of siege that passes for normalcy, Gotham City is reminded once more that on Valentine's Day, the Joker has vowed to strike. With Two-Face and Penguin engaged in open warfare and the Riddler still at large, the Batman ricochets from crisis to crisis, wondering why exactly Catwoman has been so quiet lately. We resume our adventures as the sabotage bat signal continues to spasm in polychromatic fits across the ink-dark sky. Far below, a writhing mass of drug teenagers gyrates to the beat in front of the Gotham City Police Department HQ. As the music becomes more frenetic, the Terpsichorean riot threatens to descend into violence. <laughs> GCPD, who 
kids and make them cry. <laughs> A squad car pulls up on the curb to deliver Commissioner Gordon to the scene of mounting mayhem. Muldoon, what the hell is this? It's some kind of prank, Commissioner. Someone put the word out that a flash mob dance party was going down tonight outside the GCPD building. Dance party? Here's a flyer. Look for yourself. Dance until the dark purple dawn. They promised the kids free drugs and a laser light show courtesy of the Joker. Oh, for the love of... Sure enough, Joker's crew hacked all the building's automated systems, cranked the music through our own PA. When the crowd gathered, two goons in clown masks sprayed them down good with God knows what chemicals. This is childish. What's he playing at? It's a real headache, sir. Half the force is basically barricading the building by the crowd. Well, can somebody get the... I've got the Batman on the line, sir. Incredible. That guy is always available. I don't know how he does it. <clears throat> Batman. Well, I guess you heard. Yes, I know about the flash mob, Commissioner. Manage the situation, but don't overextend resources. It's a distraction. I'm in pursuit of an armored car from the Center for Disease Control. It's been hijacked by an armed assault team led by Joker's handyman, Charlie Charlie Horse. Eat lunch, Batman! Batmobile, deploy battering ram. Uh, Batman, you sure you should be on the phone right now? The armored car is carrying a sample of weaponized tetanus. They were en route to a military facility outside town. What the hell is weaponized tetanus? It's a highly contagious and fatal form of lockjaw. Makes you grin yourself to death. The Joker is shopping for ingredients for one of his designer poisons. His understanding of neurotoxins and psychedelics makes the Scarecrow look like a lab assistant. So come Valentine's Day, we can expect more indiscriminate mass murder. The Joker doesn't see it that way. He considers himself an entertainer, an educator, a public service. Hilarious. Don't dismiss it. The Joker has figured out a potent truth. Everyone's going to die. And if they have a choice, they prefer to die laughing. Religions have been founded on shallower insight. Full reverse and engage strobe cannon. Uh, uh, Batman, maybe we can debrief after you're safely... No, it's fine. I can talk. Flamethrower. Target auto-lock. it really sounds like you should be concentrating right now. It's fine, Commissioner. But is it, though? Yes. Deploy parachute. Okay. No, you're right. We should continue this conversation later. I'm currently in freefall. But remember, the clock is ticking. Whatever the Joker is planning, Valentine's Day is coming up fast. Batman, out. With a weary sigh, the commissioner uh. of police feels the insistent tug of his slumbering nicotine addiction. Modun, let's work on evacuating essential personnel from HQ. We need badges on the street, even the crooked ones. But what about this crowd, sir? Do we force them to disperse? Absolutely not. Let them tire themselves out here, rather than spreading all over the city in that state. And have blankets ready and a cardiac response team standing by. They're having fun now, but I'm sad to say these kids probably haven't yet heard the punchline to the joke. In Gotham City, the Joker draws Cupid's bow and aims for the kill. Will this fiended archer of hearts drop his prey where it stands? The answer in a future tale of life and death in Gotham City. <laughs> Ahoy there, me hearties! If you've got a whale of an appetite, then sail on down to the bounding main seafood shanty for Gotham City's finest seafood and chops. Home with a bottomless basket of hush puppies. 
And that's as many hush puppies as you can eat. Within reason, people. Don't be the guy who ruins it for everyone. And for a limited... We interrupt this broadcast. We interrupt this What's up, Gotham? Riddler here, a.k.a. Edward Nigma. Not, not my real name, of course, people. It's, it's a nom de guerre. Thought that was obvious, but it's the number one question I get. Not, hey, what's it like to be the most powerful intellect on the planet? Nah, it's usually, hey, Riddler, did you know your name is Enigma? Huh, huh, huh? Like they thought of it or something. <laughs> Pet peeve. Okay? Anyway, I have a special message for the Batman. I'd like to generously propose a brief cessation of hostilities between us. Oh, not for me, but for your sake, you moron. <laughs> Thought I'd give your overheated skull meat a chance to cool down. It's the only humane thing to do. I can tell after my last riddle, it's just a pig roast above your eyebrows. <laughs> a real cerebral luau upstairs at Batman's house. You know what I mean? <laughs> so enjoy a very brief break, courtesy of the Riddler. Because I assure you, my next quiz is scheduled for soon. Hasta la pasta, you dumb ding dong. In conclusion, a good rule of thumb is, if you think maybe you took too many hush puppies, you probably did. Put a few back, you glutton. Just because it has calories doesn't mean you have to stuff it down your gullet. Hi, that's the Bound and Main Seafood Shanty. The freshest seafood in Gotham. On the waterfront next door to the fish cannery. Ha <laughs> ha! Gotham, a city whose bricks are mortared with mystery. Join us now for a tale of life and death in Gotham City. It has been more than a day since Gotham City last suffered a catastrophic conundrum as posed by that poisonous puzzle man, the Riddler. Whatever erudite excuse he may give you, the reason for the pause in his crime wave is simple. He suffers from a grave malady. No! One that befalls genius and idiot alike, and for which there is no reliable cure. This terrible affliction is called writer's block. No, 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 zilch, nada, zero, zero. Secreted in the abandoned book depository he calls the Riddle Lair, Edward Nigma tries in vain to find a criminal enterprise worthy of his genius in a box of random wires and diodes. Nope, that's done to death. Ugh. No, no, hack city, hack city. Face it, Eddie, you got nothing again today. Oh, inspiration, my nine lovelies, Ubisunt. Setting aside the jumbled box of cybernetic knickknacks, the Riddler calls his acquisitions man. Yeah, Mr. Fiddler? It's, it's Eddie Nigma. Yeah, well, I'm fine, <laughs> Mr. F. But I'd trade it all to mash my boot heel down on the throats of eight million ignoramuses. You really want to argue Latin with me, Mr. F, okay? It's ignoramuses. It is ignoramuses. So listen, I need you to deliver another load of high-tech whatnot, because your last batch of stuff is not doing it for me today. What? Oh, no, no, it's my problem, not yours. You do great work. 
All right, so how about this? Can you get a hold of some full-spectrum night vision goggles, an ultraviolet laser torch, and let's just say the guidance system for a nuclear warhead? Yeah, hydrogen bomb can work if that's what you got. Take those items completely apart from me and send a random mixture of the resulting pile of bits and pieces as usual. No, surprise me. <laughs> I'll wire the cash in the Cayman's account. You can leave the delivery with Miss Tuesday. Yeah, she's my, my girl Friday. Miss Tuesday? Oh, Miss Tuesday! When you have a moment, please! The Riddler's young executive assistant enters the room, preceded by the sounds of an ongoing technical discussion concerning no, another it's issue. it's stupid. It's like pleated, like an accordion pleat. No, it's a skirt. I said that. Who are you on the phone with? What? Autumn. Who on earth is Autumn? My friend? She works for Scarecrow Gang? Could you hang up the phone, please, Miss Tuesday? I need your help. Okay, I gotta go, Autumn. Call you back. Okay, so what? What? That's your response to my request for assistance? Yeah, what? I feel like the employer-employee relationship has degraded a bit between us, Miss Tuesday. Okay. <sighs> okay, expect the delivery of assorted high-tech electronic components from Mr. Fiddler this afternoon, Miss Tuesday, and get rid of those old items. I'm done with them. Even little kids can clean up after themselves, Eddie. Please, please don't call me Eddie. <laughs> and, and I pay you to assist me. What the heck is all that junk anyway? All this junk is my creative tool, Miss Tuesday. I place various unrelated electronic components in a riddle box and I shake it up. I pick a few out at random and try to invent something new out of them. It's my process. Oh, please don't touch that. What is this thing? Looks weird. You have a photographic memory, Miss Tuesday. You know pi to 12,000 digits. Why can't you remember to keep your hands off my... Miss Tuesday, that's, that, that, that's fragile. It was, till you misaligned the diopter without degaussing it. Now it's a brick. I, I... You're right. You're right, Miss Tuesday. That's why it was underperforming. That's that's efficient troubleshooting. Yeah, well, I grew up in Arkham Asylum because I'm crazy, not because I'm stupid. So what, you couldn't think of nothing with all this junk? Couldn't? <laughs> oh, don't be ridiculous, Miss Tuesday. Since I had my yogurt this morning, I invented an improved quantum manifold, a new molecular drill bit, and a credit card-sized television set that's powered by normal body temperature. But I didn't invent anything particularly criminal. That's why I need new inspiration. Why don't you just take the junk you did invent and sell it? Oh, I never get tired of this conversation. <laughs> get rich and call it a day. That's what I do. Okay. Once again, because money doesn't motivate me, Miss Tuesday, I'm an artist. My medium is crime. Yeah, I know you always say that, but it seems like you're the only one who ever says that, you know? Thank you for the insight, Miss Tuesday. That will be... Like, whatever you're seeing, the rest of Gotham City ain't seeing it. That will be all, Miss Tuesday. Not that he ain't famous, but it's definitely Edward Nigma, murderous egotist, mostly. I don't think I've ever seen Edward Nigma, the artist of crime, and you know you have me clip all your press. I need to get back to work, Miss Tuesday! Okay, conniption fit. No more interruptions, please! 
I'm laboring at the foot of Parnassus. I don't know what that is. I need quiet to think of a way to humiliate the Batman. Okay, but why? Because, Miss Tuesday, that slightly above average show off the Batman has put me away three times. That cannot stand. Yeah, but if you just cooled it and laid low, you could probably avoid number four. Just saying. You're smart. Why haven't you figured that out? Miss Tuesday, thank you, but I will not let the Batman's insults go unanswered. He locked me in that asylum with drooling nincompoops because he can't stand that I'm smarter than he is. He put his vile hands on me, incarcerated me as a means to cope with his own consuming jealousy of my intellect. So yes, I'm a little bit driven at the moment, Miss Tuesday. It might not be about doing the logical thing right now, Miss Tuesday. <laughs> Whatever. Guess I'll leave you to your psycho meltdown then. Thanks, as ever, Miss Tuesday. You really are an indispensable... What? Ah! What? Eureka ex nilo responsum. Domum dulce domum, eh, Batman? <laughs> Contraria contraris curatur. <laughs> so weird. As the overeducated anarchist scribbles down his latest fevered mental confection, his girl Friday, Miss Tuesday, watches with a mild expression. Hey, Autumn, I'm back. Um, just like typical Eddie Enigma, Category 5, mansplain again. Oh, I'm so sure. Scarecrow, too. Funny thing about a super genius, though, they're no different from any knuckle-dragging Gotham glute, really. I mean, even when they're smart, they're way dumber than they think they are. Anyway, it's got, like, an accordion pleat. No, it's a skirt. I said that. What toxic test of the Batman's mental acuity is springing forth from the well-chewed pencil of Edward Nygma? Time will tell. Wish though we might that it would not. Wishes are for birthday candles or coins in fountains, not the cruel custom of life and death in Gotham City. The fanfare. The starting bell. And they're off. Thoroughbred and harness racing, the Elliot, the Gotham Gentleman, the Patrick Wayne Stakes, the Sionis Handicap. Ten races a night, Gotham Downs Racetrack. Every race has winners. Come get your share. And it's neck and neck in the home stretch. The jockeys are tiny, the horses are big. Suspiciously big, unnaturally big. Well, let's just say, if you like your performance enhanced, we've got you covered. <laughs> Dramatically fewer fixed races, not none, but that's why they call it gambling. This Saturday at Gotham Downs, it's Old Kentucky Night. Everyone who gambles gets a free pint of bourbon and a souvenir riding crop. And we don't foresee any problems, but we'll admit it was a last minute decision that didn't get discussed with the whole team. Gotham Downs Racetrack. Enjoy them before they're glue. Gotham City, the rainbow in an oil slick on wet pavement. 
Join us now for a tale of life and death in Gotham City. The Gotham Downs Racetrack, home to equestrian sports and criminal pursuits of various descriptions. In his lavish private box, Oswald Cobblepot, a.k.a. the black-hearted blackbird known as the Penguin, reclines on an ostrich leather divan as he waits impatiently for his latest malicious provocation to unfold. Look at this, Mr. DeCondor. The Gotham Museum invites you to waddle on down to the new Oswald Cobblepot Hall of Penguins? How dare they? Apologies, sir. It is now two minutes into the second race. What? Finally. Pass the binoculars, Mr. DeCondor. I want to see if our little pair of idiot hobby dent shows up. Two-Face fell like a dead swallow for my toucan ruse. My bet is he'll lose the other half of his mind when he sees the mischief that I have prepared for race number two tonight. <laughs> As if on cue. Now, now I say that is an exquisite pair of binoculars, Oswald. You said it. See, Bob, Bub was right. We're packing the cheapo kind. In walks Two-Face and his ever-present duo of handymen, Bob and Bub. They are all turned out for a day at the races. Ozzy's binoculars are deluxe. What'd those fancy peepers run you, Ozzy? Bobby Dent? Whatever brings you here? Why, it's that second race, Oswald. We know what you're up to. I'm sure I don't. <laughs> we don't know why, but you're trying to rattle our cage, Oswald. Be careful. The bars are there for your safety. Spare me the double talk, Harvey. I don't speak mental, patient. <laughs> okay, we'll talk slow. We noticed a funny thing in the racing form today. Tell him, princess. Look at this. In the second race, two coins and a fountain is running against second times the charm. Two versus two in the second. What a pickle. Who'd have bet on? That'd be a difficult decision to make with a coin toss, wouldn't it, Oswald? Well, not for me, but I don't see the number two in every ink blot they show me down at the booby hatch. Are you trying to be cute, Oswald? Because that's doomed to failure. <laughs> Try playing quarterback for the Gotham Gargoyles. You'd have better luck, Stubby. But all right, Oswald. The game is shenanigans. We'll play. Bob, Bub, trash the joint, boys. What? What? Yeah, Francisco, buddy, pal. Do something. Like sit back down and stay down. That's the whole range of options right now, amigo. Bob smashed that crystal swan first. Then help Bob do a number on those absolutely stunning antique umbrellas. I gotta say, opulent little nest you have here, Oswald. Should have said had here. Stop it! Put that egg down! That's priceless! I'll get the cops down here, Dent, you maniac! I own more of them than you do! No, you won't. This is all perfectly legal, my good man. This is my private box! This is an obvious crime! Oh, it's astounding what's legal in this town under the right circumstances. A lot of weird, old-timey laws still on the books. Justice is blind. She's also an eccentric old dame. Take the 1907 Gotham City Municipal Ordinance for the furtherance of bird watching. 
a Gotham legislator slash amateur birdwatcher named Benjamin Waxworth Pye wanted to encourage people to take up birdwatching in the Gotham countryside. But even back then, your typical Gotham property owner was known to respond to trespassers with, say your prayers, city boy. A double barrel bloodbath, free of charge. I say, you shot me. I was gonna say, in hospitality, but he's not wrong. So to immunize absent-minded ornithologists who had wandered over a property line from the consequences of pursuing their passion, he authored an odd law. All in favor? Aye. Any gathering of three or more pairs of binoculars constitutes a licensed Gotham City birdwatching society and is exempt from all trespassing laws. And property damage. So, see, you can call the cops, but we're just a birdwatching club, Ozzy. It's all legal. We're just here to watch the birdie. My glance has a phone, Mr. DeCondor! I don't know what you thought your exit strategy was for this stunt, Dent, but you won't go home upright. I'm going to... Sir, it's the city. They're shutting down the Iceberg Casino. <laughs> shutting down? Something about... Let us chime in on this one, too, old Pip. Turns out any house of gambling is required to have a non-denominational chapel on the premises. What? You know a fighting chance and a house of sin to keep your soul from perdition. Now this obscure criminal infraction dates all the way back to 1848. Can you imagine that? Now we didn't find any clergy on your payroll, so a call was made by a concerned citizen. That's outrageous! That's... One of thousands of curious and antiquated laws still in the books in this crazy old town. And we know them all. You know if we was really crazy, we could bring down the entire Gotham underworld in a court of law. You want to try us? Give us a reason to burn it all down. Then give us 30 minutes with publicly available records and we can pull together a legal strategy that will squeeze your precious criminal organization until it's pulp and juiced and served on crushed ice to the federal government. Ain't no trick umbrella gonna cover your tail feathers then. The birdshot eyes of the penguin narrow to two black points of hate. This isn't over, Dent. Right now, I need to get my casino back open before my big event Saturday night. But very soon, when you're in twice the misery that you ever thought possible, I want you to remember it was you who escalated this. Enjoy the races, Oswald. We plan to. Business and pleasure at the track today. That's what you call killing two birds with one stone. <laughs> this underworld feud is neck and neck and heading for a photo finish. The finale will mingle life and death in Gotham City. Gotham, a glass jungle, 
whose cannibals wear finery. Join us now for a tale of life and death in Gotham City. In a dense overgrowth at one end of Gotham's derelict amusement mile stands the ruins of the Gotham Zoological Gardens. Amid the squalor and the filth and the handiwork of vandals, a sign, House of Large Cats, is barely proclaimed beneath an age of neglect. But the only wildlife present at the moment is a frightened stool pigeon flying from the relentless pursuit of a ferocious bat. Stop running, Billy. Leave me alone, Batman! I don't know nothing, I swear! Is that what you told Miss Tuesday, Billy? I need to know what Riddler's planning. If you stop running, I swear we can just talk. Like fun, Bats! Billy Wristwatch is done being dangled off buildings just because I hear things. Okay, Billy. We do this your way. Batman makes a selection from his vast array of non-lethal weaponry. But just as he lets fly with the attack, suddenly, a flash of fur and fury from the shadows. <laughs> the battering misses badly. For the Cape Crusader finds himself squared off against a pair of fully grown Bengal tigers. <laughs> See you in the funny papers, Bats! Batman has no choice but to let Billy Wristwatch escape into the night. As Batman considers his options for neutralizing the pair of 700-pound predators, a voice rings out from the darkness. Dagger, Shank, Bad Kitties. At the sound of their mistress's voice, the giant felids heal like faithful blue ticks. No, no, no. We don't eat bats, darlings. They carry diseases like naivete and sanctimony. Catwoman, what are you doing here? Minding my own business, I live here. And you just threw one of your toy bat things through my window. Indeed, Catwoman carries the custom projectile Batman just threw, along with a look of great pique. It's called a batarang. Please give it back. <laughs> it's called a batarang? What are you, 12? Actually, I guess you are. When you got a crush on a girl, you throw a rock through a window. It all tracks. It's not a rock. It's a micro-lathe titanium airfoil with a razor edge and near-zero friction. It's expensive, and it was an accident. Please give it back. <laughs> accident. Please. Are you going to give it back, or do I have to go all the way to my car to get another one? I've got more work to do tonight. No. See, I know you can throw this thing through the window of a tractor trailer going 90 miles an hour and change the radio station with it, so an accident is not plausible. Why are you really throwing your crap through my window? You're scaring my cats. Come here, sweetie. It's okay. You have tigers now. Hey, there's the world's greatest detective. <laughs> yes, these are tigers. They used to belong to some schmeal with a sword gimmick named King Scimitar. I heard he's scratching around at back doors like a stray dog still, but he's on his way out of town with his tail between his legs. I know. King Scimitar is a two-bit mope, but he had tenacity, and he was cruel. I appreciate your results, even if I don't condone your methods. So you thank me by spying on me? I chased a criminal into the abandoned zoological park, Catwoman. I didn't get to pick which way he ran. That's not how chases work. <laughs> like you didn't know I moved in here last week. I don't monitor your activities. I have an entire city to protect. You know every manhole cover, storm drain, and mailbox up and down the length of Adam Street, and you expect me to believe... There aren't any. What? There aren't any mailboxes on Adam Street anymore. 
There were several south of O'Neill, but postal revenues are struggling, so they... Get off my lawn, okay? I don't need you keeping an eye on me, Johnny Law. By the way, I'm pretty sure that's not a regulation police uniform. So that's why you're being petulant. My work with the GCPD is the essential next step of the mission. I knew it. You're really here to sell me tickets to the policeman's ball. This isn't about pet causes and posturing. This is a war for the soul of Gotham City. <laughs> oh, you dummy. Souls can't be saved in this town. Who's saving anyway? It's a buyer's market, and Mama needs folding money, so scram. I've got a night ahead of me. Believe me, I'm leaving. This delay is threatening my patrol schedule. But first, I want to talk about your new friend, Vicky Vale, from the Gotham Gazette. Oh, you don't monitor my activities. I know that you've been scheming together, and I know it's your intention to make life difficult for Mayor Hill. I'm asking you to be careful and to request my help if you need it. Oh, that's sad. No, I mean it, Catwoman. Mayor Hill is not to be toyed with like King Scimitar. Hamilton Hill is on one end or the other of every graft scheme that makes port in Gotham Harbor. He's not an enemy to be taken lightly. Well, I appreciate it, but he's never going to see the end coming. While he's sweating, what I'm gonna do to him. He has no idea my new girlfriend at the Gazette is all up in his business. And I'm getting her everything she needs. As the number nine elevated approaches, the Batman scales the rusted scaffolding and makes ready to depart. <laughs> nice talking to you. I knew we'd stay friends. Your tigers are exotic wildlife, and private ownership is a violation of several city ordinances. I'm only looking the other way because I know the animals are receiving excellent care. Try to take the same care of yourself. As Catwoman watches the number nine disappear into the narrows on a bitterly cold night in a forsaken city, she feels an unexpected lightness in her heart. Come on, kitties. Let's go inside. In the abandoned zoological gardens stands the remains of a house built for kings. Tonight, its occupant is a queen. And at this moment, as she reclines in dilapidated luxury amid treasures stolen from the wicked and undeserving, she smiles, a whisper of contentment, amid life and death in Gotham City. Gotham City Gotham City the treasure of the night The gargoyle by the harbor with jewels Of neon light Life and Death in Gotham City, Epilogue This isn't Mayor Hamilton Hill, and you've reached a number you don't have. You never made this call. Get it? So just keep it short, and if you're calling to ask about how much for a no-questions liquor license, well, you can't afford it. Yeah, Your Honor, this is Billy Wristwatch. I'm just a small-time nothing. You don't know me, but you want to. See, I just heard there's a nosy reporter lady, and she's working with the cat, and they're both fixing to ring your bell. I can give you the whole bag of dirt for a price. To be continued.
the audio adventures. Written and directed by Dennis McNicholas. Based on the DC comic Batman. Created by Bob Kane with Bill Finger. Based on characters from DC Comics. With performances by Jeffrey Wright, Ike Barinholtz, Rosario Dawson, Heidi Gardner, John Leguizamo, Dennis McNicholas, Seth Myers, Bobby Moynihan, Chris Parnell, Paula Pell, Katie Rich, Ben Rogers, Paul Shear, Pete Schultz, Brent Spiner, Jason Sudeikis, Keenan Thompson, Ray Wise, Anna Crow, Ellis Hall, Tony Phillips, Robbie Wyckoff. Executive produced by John Berg. Executive produced by Killian Van Rensler, Deborah Henderson, and Jordana Freyberg. Produced by Dennis McNicholas. Produced by Angela Petrella. Music by Doug Bossy. Sound recording, design, and mixing by Big Yellow Duck. Sound design, mixing, dialogue editing, and re-recording mixing by Chris Gibney. Production manager, Kay Tinder. Post supervisor, Deanna Saracino. Writer's assistants, Trey Woodard and Scott Weinstein. Additional sound recording by Iceman Audio. Production legal, Jordan Rock. Production accounting, Reva Jones and Stephen D. Smith. Original songs by Doug Bossy and Tony Phillips. Special thanks, Bill Weinstein and Brian Besser. Production services provided by Insurrection Media. The characters and events depicted in this podcast are fictional. Any similarity to any actual person living or dead or to any actual events, firms, places, and institutions or other entities is coincidental and unintentional. This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries, and its unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability and criminal prosecution. Country of first publication, United States of America. Batman The Audio Adventures. Copyright 2019, Warner Brothers Entertainment Incorporated. Batman and all related characters and elements are trademark and copyright DC Comics. All rights reserved.